What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the High Tempo Sports Podcast, episode 202. Today, we are here for a late night cast with the boys, Seth and Ivan, back to talk about week two fantasy recap and week three fantasy preview. How are we doing today, boys? Doing great. Oh, yeah, doing fine. It's a phenomenal Wednesday night right now. Like I said, this is late night. What time is it? Like 10 something? 10.23. Yeah, this is quite the late podcast, so it could get weird, you know? It's it's going to get weird. It's going to get weird. <laughs> um, So be prepared for that. Uh, I did a Lions-Seahawks uh, recap on the podcast on Monday, so go check that out if you have not yet. Um, but this episode will be available on YouTube. So I think... Let's just let's just hop right into it. Yep. Week two fantasy football. How did you guys do? I know in our league, you guys did quite phenomenal. Um, but across the board, did you guys have a good fantasy week? Um, <clears throat> I went one and one. Okay. So yeah, that's not the bad. The league I care about, I did good. So that yeah, that's like most important. Yep. Had a good week. I went uh, two and one. Uh, I had two like crazy boom teams and then my one team that's like a pretty high buy-in with like my brother and his friends i got like josh jacobs and jamar chase so i'm i'm not having a good time right over there. yeah that's that so. does suck i had a pretty good week i went four and two um i lost in our league though so that's oh no i went three and three actually i did not have a pretty good week um lost in my two most important leagues so i guess that's that yeah. does suck the team league was my other loss so that's not that big of a deal. Yeah, I guess I went two and one if we're counting team. Yeah, I just counted just like to make it sound like I'm crazy and in, in six <laughs> fantasy leagues. I think you went three and three last week too. I think I did. Yeah. So it's I've been very even to start. To, I'm zero and two in the Devi league. I'm two and zero oh in my other dynasty league and my family league. So it's I'm just all over the place right did now. Did I beat you in the Devi league? You did. I I almost really made a comeback much, though. though. Like I almost made a nice crazy comeback. Yeah. I lost by like five. Um, I had Nico Collins and Ooh. Zach Moss both on my bench and had like Jamal Williams starting. So, yeah, it was just <laughs> pretty sure I had 200 put up on me in that league. That league was just like Joe. Yeah. Joe's team is crazy in that yeah. league. He's for sure. Actually, he has Chubb, though, I think. I'm pretty sure he drafted Chubb. He could. So he could be done for. Um, OK, before we talk about guys like Nick Chubb and things that happened in week two, we need to quickly go over the recap of our boom or bust picks of week uh, two let's start it off with that i'm gonna get mine out of the way put up a donut in the in the boom or bust over four uh nick chubb boom obviously didn't happen um tony pollard bust he put up two and a half more points than he was projected uh jameer gibbs boom he put up half a point less than he was projected and De- or deandre swift bust could be i know this is the first week that we've done this could be the worst boomer bust pick of this whole season put up 27 when he was projected 12 doubled his points yeah that's pretty wild yeah i think i I think you got to give yourself a break on the chub one or we have to give you a break i think he would have boomed if he played the whole game probably he was he was running the ball efficiently you know and i yeah i think he would have too like especially the game that jerome ford ended up having like he probably would have boomed but i we can't like cotton like you know it's he didn't boom you know as much as it sucks to say Ivan, on the other hand, slightly improved over myself. One for four for Ivan. The one that he hit was Zach Moss, boom, 9.3 projection. He had 20.7. Uh, Garrett Wilson bust was like, like, it was one of them that should have happened. Yeah. You know, he had 14 projection. Going into like two minute warning of the second half, first half, he had zero points put mm-hmm. up and then like the 65 yard touchdown yeah. pass. I believe he had two targets, two catches. 
for like 80 yards and a touchdown yeah, yeah. which is just i mean like it, it that should have hit if we're being honest um and then mark andrews bust was close or i mean mark andrews boom was close 12.4 projection he had 15.5 so just a few points shy there definitely close and then terry mclaurin bust uh he scored a touchdown and put up three and a half points more than his projection so one on the season for ivan First, Seth, he had a close call with one of these boomer busts. Seth goes two for four oh. on the boomer bus. Uh, the two that he hit was Danny Dimes, uh, projected 18.1, had the highest scoring quarterback week at 30.74. Um, and then Travis Etienne bust, so he gets the first bust pick um, out of out of this thing we're doing. Uh, with 16.2 projection, he had 6.2, so quite the play there. Jordan Addison, man, just so close to the boom. 11.7 projection. He had 16.2. But we got to go by the rules. It's got to be five points uh, at least or more. So that does not hit. Um, And then Jackson Smith and Jigba at 11.6 projection. You projected the bust. Was close. He had 8.4. So solid picks, though, from you. Like, Like mine were really bad. Like you guys actually had some pretty good picks. So. Yeah. Yeah. I was happy with mine. Yeah. But I do, like, I got to take the L on the Mark Andrews, though. Because I said if he scores a touchdown, he will boom. (laughs) And he scored a touchdown and didn't boom, so. Yeah, I guess that that is a good point. Yeah. I think that this week these are a lot harder from from what we have gathered so far, at least trying to pick the bus. Projections are crazy this week, man. You have guys like Kyron Williams projected 18 points. You have some guys projected a lot lower than they should be, I feel like. Jamar Chase is still projected like 19, so mm. it makes things difficult. Let's go over the top scores though of week two. So the top five uh, were Keenan Allen was the was the top score this week at 31.1. Danny Dimes at 30.74. Puka Nakua uh, with a 30 bomb, 30.1. Mike Evans in the fourth slot at 29.1, and then at fifth we had a tie between Brian Robinson and T Higgins at 28.9. So, other than these top five scores, did you guys have any names that popped off for you that you didn't really expect, or maybe you, they just did, and you were like, just wanted to show them some acknowledgement? Yeah, I've got two shoutouts here. I got Kyron Williams, I'm a Rams homer. He's putting up a great season so far, and Raheem Mostert, twenty five point seven. So, I was I was happy with both of those. Yeah, I think um, Hawkinson. Yeah, was a big one for the tight end. He's the tight end one now, so I think. It's a big deal. Mm-hmm. He had two touchdowns, I yeah, think, I think, in that Vikings game. And I yeah. think he could definitely keep it going. I mean, like, he probably won't be tight end one. Like, I assume Kelsey would will take that back at some point. But he could be tight end two this year for sure. Yeah, um, so, yeah I think that those are both good. Um, those are some guys that did good in week one for sure. Uh, the numbers were a bit crazier this week. I don't think there was any 30 bombs in, in week one. At least I can I had it written right here. So Tyreek had 40. Oh, yeah, Dell, you had 44 and a half. Yeah, you're right. Um, <laughs> Not 30, though. Dallas 44. defense. Dallas defense and IU. Those were the three 30 yeah. bombs. And there was actually there was only three 30 bombs this week, too. This actually yeah. was a worse week. So, um, But let's talk about some busts of week two. Um, not as bad as week one. You know, we had a couple of donuts out of several guys. The only donut this week out of a guy that you like would have maybe started was Zay Jones putting up zero, but yeah, like you probably weren't starting him. And also he like kind of got, he got hurt too. So like, does that even count? Um, but what are some major busts that could have ruined your lineup in week two? I don't know. This is tough. Cause like, you know, I don't, obviously like you said, they're not zero point zeros, 
But these are just like three dudes that you expect more from starting every week. Calvin Ridley, 5.2 points after an explosive week one. A.J. Brown, 6.9 points. He hasn't been... uh, hasn't had the production like he had last year. And Josh Jacobs still hasn't broken 10. He had 9.9 this week. It is unfortunate with Josh yeah. Jacobs so far. Yeah, and A.J. Brown, like, he had, like, 14 in week one. So, like, he's, yeah. he really hasn't, like, popped off by any no. means. He got into that little fight or whatever with Jalen Hurts on the sideline, even though they were, like, winning by, like, four touchdowns. So that yeah. was kind of weird. Yeah, A.J. and Ridley were both on my list uh, of, like, guys that could have ruined your week. Um, and they ruined weeks in our league. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, those are starts players in, in our league, and both of those teams lost. So who are some other busts that you that you caught your eye, Ivan? Oh, I think the biggest bust to me, the biggest bust of the week, uh, was Brees Hall. Yeah. He didn't put up a point. Point nine, point right? Nine. Yeah. So that, I mean, I think a lot of people started Brees. Especially after his week It was a tough matchup, one. but, like, I think that's the biggest bust of the week. And I think especially after, you know, Zach Wilson comes in, you kind of expect Brees Hall to, like, get more work at yeah. least. Um, he looked great week one. Exactly. And he had a bit, and he was upset about his touches. He tweeted out, uh, mm-hmm. like, four football emojis and then, like, after underneath it like said something about how he you know he wants to get used more so i thought that's a humongous water yeah. dude. <laughs> um but that yeah one, that one's weird too because it's not like delvin cook did anything spectacular no. either. he had negative two points and delvin cook like doesn't look good so yeah. far dude yeah i think it's don't not i don't think it, there's a worry about breeze i just i think the cowboys defense throws your team yeah. off yeah i think the Jets got thrown off. That's yeah. kind of a team where you're playing them. Unless there is a top, top fantasy option, you might just have to bench the whole yeah. the yeah. whole squad against the Cowboys. Um, the other three guys that I wrote on here, um, one of them was a guy that we talked about on last episode. Like, if he is the starter this week, he starts. And it was Joshua Kelly. Um, he put up 3.9 points. You know, for Austin Eckler owners, I got lucky because I was playing against Austin Eckler who got hurt and then Josh Kelly got put in and you kind of just assume that Kelly was like guaranteed to get you like 14 at minimum and he gets 3.9 they didn't really run the ball like at all um and they were passing the game the whole time passing the ball the whole game and Kelly didn't have that big of a game what about Kelly going forward though if Eckler continues to to miss time are you comfortable starting him this week I think Eckler just lost his projection on ESPN really so yeah, it's looking did. like uh it could be Kelly again I think I think he's a good. I think he's a must start against the Vikings this week. Yeah. I think you just gotta, you gotta start him because I don't, I just don't see many teams out there that have a better option like having Eckler. If you're an Eckler owner and you have Kelly, like I think you just have to start him. I think yeah. so. I think he's he's projected fourteen point two right now. I think that's pretty fair. I wouldn't expect him to go super far over. That's that's like a pretty solid spot for to for him to be around. I was like gonna put him as like a boom. But it was before Eckler's projection was lost, and he was at like I think it was at eight flat, and it just felt kind of wrong to like yeah. like if he if he's ruled a starter, like he's his projection is going to change. So I didn't count him. Yeah, I think it's it definitely this is very situational as well. Like you said, with against Minnesota, like that game is probably going to be very very high scoring, yeah. and we're going to see some major numbers put up. And we saw what DeAndre Swift uh, and the Eagles did to in the run game to the Vikings last week, so. Kelly, definitely you have to start him again this week. But I am a guy that had Kelly in another league and didn't have Eckler. 
and I have like some better options. So I don't think I'm, I, I didn't start him anyways, mm-hmm. which like, I kind of like, I don't know why I didn't got lucky. So I don't think I'm going to start him again yeah. this week. But. I still think it's a little bit of like a pray for a touchdown kind of start. Yeah. Like, I think he has a lot better chances of scoring two touchdowns than he does having a hundred rushing yards. Probably. Like, yeah. I, and I don't really see him going over four or five targets. He probably won't get even over 15 carries either. Right. So it's going to be tough for him to get a hundred on the ground. Um, and then two other guys that I had on here are a part of the same team. They didn't put up a touchdown in week two. It was a bust that you picked, Travis Etienne. You know, that's a guy that, in it, unfortunately for Easton, he's got two of these guys on this list, on my, on my bust list, in A.J. Brown and Travis Etienne. Um, but, yeah, Etienne only putting up six. Like, it's not the worst week in the world. I guess I probably should have, like, included Madison, I guess, because he only put up 4.9. Um, he's and, been through enough this week. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, and then Trevor Lawrence putting up nine uh, as as the quarterback there. I had Trevor Lawrence. Terrible. Just sucks when your QB can't get a single touchdown. It really, really throws off your week. <laughs> and they yeah. they are in the red zone like the whole game. <laughs> dude, dude, how many like close touchdowns that weren't were in that game? Like Ridley probably had like five think, targets. Dude, Zay Jones, zone. Zay Jones, I think had two. I think crazy. Ridley had two where he missed it by like a like a ton. Uh-huh. Yeah, that one where he ran yeah. into the goal post and then yeah, I think he had another like insane catch. Yeah. Just didn't get his feet down. Just that close. Zay Jones had I know at least one in the back of the end zone where his second foot didn't get down. And then Trevor Lawrence had that like fumble play where he like threw it but they, it, he threw it backwards and then it went out of bounds and it it was a fumble. It was just yeah. quite unfortunate. Um but yeah, it just the bus weren't as bad this week, I didn't no. think. It seemed like there was a lot more consistency around fantasy football this week. Um, One thing I think we should talk about, just because it's kind of like breaking news and we might as well get it out of the way, is the Cam Akers trade. Uh, Just a few hours ago, like I said, we're recording this on Wednesday night. Cam Akers was traded to the Minnesota Vikings for some draft pick. It was probably something really low, like a fifth or sixth round pick, I would assume. I think the Rams sent Cam Akers in their seventh round pick for the Vikings sixth round. Okay, yeah. So they so just moved up around. Yeah, and they just don't, you know, obviously Cam Akers was, they said they might have released him anyway, so yeah. they, they were never going to get some crazy package for him. Um, but this is quite unfortunate for Alexander Madison owners, for a guy that has already been quite disappointing uh, so far through two weeks. The Minnesota Vikings only ran the ball 20, I think it was 24 times this season in two games, which is crazy. Their pass offense has looked really good. Um, but Madison was a guy coming into this year that we kind of expected he was going to come in and just dominate like he has in the past when Dalvin Cook has been out. Hasn't so far. They clearly aren't 100% confident in him. And he just kind of lost a backfield where he was the only guy. What do we think about Madison and or Akers going forward? Like how much does this affect Alexander Madison? Because there's a lot of teams that are wide receiver heavy that kind of relying on Madison to be that RB2 right now. Yeah, I think it's a tough situation. I it's so hard because Cam Akers is like, what is going on? Like, yeah. there's nobody really knows why. Yeah. Because like, it has to be off the field stuff, but they kind of said that it wasn't. After last year, like, you kind of have to think it is. Right. So, like, is that going to, like, come over? God, I doubt it will just because it's a new situation. I don't know. I don't. I think. I think Madison could. He will have a good week this week. Who are they playing? They're playing the Chargers. Yeah. He'll have a good week. I just think. He's a good sell kind of guy. Like yeah. he's gonna be hard to sell. But it's he's gonna be hard to sell. Like yeah. maybe just try to get what you can right now. Just because I, I think I think it will probably even if it's like sixty forty, that kind of kills Madison's everything that you yeah. want Madison because they for. already don't run the ball. Yeah, he needs to be in there eighty percent of the time. Yeah, which he has been and still hasn't been good. So that's right. that's what sucks about it. 
And I don't know. He might lose the goal line. He, yeah, he could. I mean, Akers is a pretty good goal line back, so I could see it. I think over the last, obviously, year and a half of, of football, Akers has been like just the weirdest situation I think we've seen in a while with a running back because last year there was, I think, a good like five-week span where it was firm set he's not playing another snap for the Rams. And he played the last four weeks, and he did so well that they were like, this is our guy moving forward. And everyone was like pretty, pretty happy with him being the starter for the Rams this year, and it happened again. So like I don't know if he was just unhappy there or if he's just having a like tough time right, right now. So I don't know what really what to expect with him and Madison. I definitely think he hurts Madison in a way that fantasy owners aren't going to like. We just don't know how much yet. Yeah, I I have Madison obviously in our league. I have him. As my, I have him as my RB1 in one of my other leagues uh, <laughs> yeah. that I went extremely wide receiver heavy in. And I am so terrified. I got Jerome Ford. I got Zach Moss, uh, both via waivers the last couple weeks. So that's nice and everything. But, like, it, yeah, it just it stinks for Madison because, like I said, I was so excited. I drafted him in so many leagues, dude, because I was just like, how is he going this late? How is he yeah. going in the seventh or eighth round? Like, he's going to be a starting running back every week. And he hasn't been. I think that, like you said, if you feel fine starting him this week, I know he had a bad game last game, but that game that was just ne- he had a terrible game script from how that started off. I think he's going to have a good week this week. I think he has a good chance of scoring a touchdown this week. But after this week, once Cam Akers is, because Cam Akers probably, I mean, he might suit up. I guess it's still kind of early in the week, you know. Yeah. He's probably getting there tomorrow. Two days of practice. He probably doesn't play. Um, but give it a week and he'll be suiting up. So yeah, yeah, and that. I think either you sell Madison now with the projection that he has, like, I mean, it's kind of like a fleece if you do it though. Just yeah. It's like, like if they don't know, okay, I don't know, but it's, he's going to probably have a good week. He's probably going to have a good projection next week. And then I don't know. So this is like a scenario that's happening in our league right now. Trey's team doesn't really have a good running back. He's waiting for Kamara to come back. Who is going to miss this week? Right. Madison is a player that he could kind of go after and say, I just need you for this week. Then Kamara comes back and whatever yeah. happens with him yeah. can happen. Like, but, what do you give up? That's like reasonable. That's such a low value it like, is. for one week. Yeah. Like, you're not giving up a starter, obviously. No, no. absolutely I mean, it's got to be like, it's got to be like, like. A it's, it's like a fringe bench. waiver guy. Like, you know? a, yeah. like a Jalen Warren. Like Cortland yeah. Sutton. You're trading Cortland but Sutton like, like there's Like, I legitimately Ooh. would probably like rather start Jalen Warren, like. Yeah, for, I don't think I'd trade more weeks for Maybe this on. week. Yeah. That's a hot take, but they're playing the Raiders. Dude, Warren's like I a 12 2. He he's like a 12 2 projection yeah. this week. Yeah, I think. I don't know. I think he's a good guy to throw into a trade. Like, some, like you got a trade, and they're like, I don't know if it's really. I really want to do that. And you say, I'll give you Madison, too. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's. I think I'm with I, the way I am. Madison isn't a starter for me anymore. Thank God yeah. that I made those <laughs> trades. It was unfortunate because I had him, Javante, and Pacheco, and I traded the other two to get DK Metcalf, uh, and I kept Madison, and I was stuck by that. I was like, I like Madison the most out of these three. I'd feel so much better if Javante was that bench guy for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's whatever. Like he's he's a bench running back at the end of the day. Like it's yeah. it's I if I have to start him during a bye week. Maybe he can score a touchdown for me. You know, like he's he's still gonna have weeks where he gets double digit points. Yeah, I, but he's not a consistent double digit points guy anymore. Yeah, even though he never was. That's one big thing about fantasy and like running backs right now, 
is like you get so worried, like Josh Jacobs, you know, you get so worried, but like the Bills are like locks right now on defense against the run. Like, yeah. You just gotta like it's a long season. Exactly. Like some like obviously negative yards is crazy, but it's the same way with the Cowboys. <laughs> like you can't overreact to these guys having bad weeks against the best defenses. And some uh-huh. guys yeah. might play a top five like run defense the first two weeks of the year. But then they're gonna go play the Raiders and they're gonna score three touch. Like Josh Jacobs is gonna probably have a game this year with three touchdowns. Right. Yeah. I think looking at it from the other way, Cam Akers, um, if Cam Akers like got dropped in your league after last week, so it was really weird. Like it came out like an like was it like a half hour before the game? Like or half yeah. hour before one o'clock. Because yeah. like, it was hey, Cam Akers is it was we're one not report playing. where he was like he's inactive for tonight, and then another report came in and it was like he's done. Yeah, like, like he's he's like out on the Rams organization. Which was so, and then you went through the tough choice of tr- starting Moss or Kyron yeah. Williams, and they just both went <laughs> yeah. off anyways. Um, so I don't, but if Cam Akers is in your waivers, he probably deserves an ad. But mm. like, I don't think it's like worth using a waiver no. on. Like, if you if you have to use like, or if you're in a fob money league, like I don't think you drop the load for Cam Akers. Like, no, like a couple bucks maybe. Like, yeah, seriously, like, like a. Like if he's probably... like if he stays in your way, like and, and as far as like if you have short roster spots, like. Is it? It's not worth dropping anyone that's like decent for him. I don't think. No. But we'll see what happens with him going forward. Um. So do you guys want to do waiver ads right now, or should we do injury report first? Let's do injury report because you mentioned Jerome Ford and right. And yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. It. So let let's hop into the injury report. Um. Starting off with the big one, Nick Chubb. Don't even know what injury. We just know it's a bad one, and he is going to be out for the rest of the season. Let's hope that's where it ends, and it's not anything that's going to affect him uh, in coming seasons. Um, just a terrible. I don't know how you guys are with sports injuries, but I I like can't watch him like more than once. Like I get really like sick to my stomach watching like injuries like that. Oh, and that's just I feel so bad for Nick Chubb, dude, because he was gonna he. Oh, that ruined that whole game too. Because yeah. like the Browns were, the Browns are screwed. I feel like. Yeah, I don't know. That's like very rarely do we see this happen. But that's one of the the injuries where I I'm a Nick Chubb owner. You separate yourself from fantasy at that point, and it kind of switches into the gear. Like I I hope he's okay. I hope he makes a recovery, and maybe he can return to football at this right. point. Because I mean, everyone knows Nick Chubb had the injury in college absolutely ripped his knee apart this is the same leg you just kind of nick chubb as a player has always been i always feel like one of the most pure rushers that we've ever seen in the nfl and so it's one of those things where you just separate yourself from fantasy and you just you feel bad for him you feel bad for the browns and it's just a really unfortunate situation yeah yeah i think that like nick chubb going down if you are a nick chubb owner you would have loved to got jerome ford but Kareem Hunt today gets picked up. Is Jerome Ford still like a must major, like number one waiver ad pickup of this week? In my opinion, he is. Yeah. In my opinion, he's not. Hmm. Okay. And I think, I think it's just the, the, the addition of Kareem Hunt already being a part of that system and already being successful behind Nick Chubb. Like we saw, I don't think it's going to take him very long to kind of get back into the flow of things. And I think he's gonna kind of pick up, in a spot where he's comfortable and the Browns like him. Yeah. So is the question is he the best pickup this week? Yes. Then yeah, I still think he is. They came out today and said he's still our guy. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean he looked good. I think he is. I, I still I just think... don't. I also don't have anybody else like that I'm high on this week. Yeah, right. That's true. That's kind of how I feel. Like I think 
I don't know. I don't know if he'll be like the best waiver ad of like the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like I was I was watching a podcast, like a fantasy podcast yesterday, and this was before the cream news came, obviously. And they were saying like Fab Dump wise, like eighty out of a hundred. Yeah, like like legit, like it's not that anymore. Yeah, so that's the difference. If you did it was that. like it was looking like a top waiver pickup of the year, and yeah. now I think it's just the top of this week. Mm-hmm. Maybe the yeah. top of the next couple weeks. Right. But yeah. I'd, he did definitely cap the ceiling. The yeah. Thing. Yeah. And I think that Ford, like if you have Nick Chubb or even just in general, if you got Jerome Ford and you need an RB, like I think you still start him this week for sure. Yeah. He's got like a 13-9 projection, I think, or 14-9, one of the two. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's been affected now that Kareem Hunt is there. But like you said, it's hard to judge because Kareem Hunt has been there with Cleveland, yeah. you know, like for the last three seasons and now he's back. It's the same regime that has been there for so many years. Like, it's at least the same coaching staff. Maybe the offensive coordinators have switched, but I think it's not going to take him very long to get back into the groove of things. But like you said, they said Jerome Ford is their guy, and he looked really good after Nick Chubb went out. That dude is fast. Like, he is very, very fast. So I think that you still feel safe starting Jerome Ford. It'll be interesting the following week. Yeah. At least based off of the—if he goes off again this week, has 100 yards rushing— like, because he's a good receiving back as well, it looks like. If he goes off, like, I don't know how you can take him out of that offense as much. Like, Kareem Hawk kind of yeah. has to be limited, yeah. I feel Exactly. Like. I yes. definitely don't think. I'm playing Jerome Ford, so I might be jinxing myself, but I don't really think this is going to be his week. No. I'm playing the Titans. Yeah, Titans defense has been pretty good so far. Yeah. But, yeah. I'm a, like, 50-50 part. 50% of me is, like, I think Jerome will be the guy, and the other 50 is, like, it's just going to be Hunt because he's just always been there. Right, yeah. Like, they're just, like... They're going to be in games where it should be like, I want him to have the ball. I want the ball in his hands right now. Like, I trust him more. Right. And I feel like looking back onto the Browns team that we saw with Kareem Hunt obviously playing super well and then Nick Chubb, who's been an elite back, there were times where Nick Chubb kind of got the go-ahead in some drives and even in the red zone where they really leaned on him as opposed to Nick Chubb, who we know is an elite power back. So mm-hmm. just kind of depends thing, on how they feel about Another thing is, him. was it last year that – Dearness Johnson like had some big yeah. yes like what happened there like did Hunt like it was either it, last year or the year before it I can't seemed remember. like it was like they signed Hunt or uh, Cream again like, I think or it was like it was Hunt last year kind of I think fell it was off two years ago bit. was it last year that Dearness went off or was it two yeah because Kareem Hunt did okay. not have a good year last year no he didn't and I think everyone was kind of waiting because there was a big thing in the off season are they going to resign him right and they obviously that, that's the I, okay this is the other part that I think. Jerome Ford was on the team when they had the choice to re-sign Kareem Hunt, and obviously they liked Jerome Ford okay. more than Kareem Hunt. Otherwise, they would have signed him. Right. So that's a positive if you did get Jerome Ford. And I assume Kareem Hunt also was just asking for like more yeah. money than Jerome Ford, you know, yeah. just because he's a veteran and everything. So, yeah, Dearness, though, has, has been like a good like backup for Nick Chubb, too, in the past. So I wonder if he's still around anywhere. Probably not. He's I don't know. Gone. Yeah, but I, I, I think that... You still it feel- almost smells like the Ravens to me. <laughs> yeah. It really does. Yeah, that's a good point. I think that it's like, yeah, I guess that is a good point because I want to say that this offense is like you you trust the running backs a little bit more in this offense than you do in Baltimore. But it's, it's kind of hard to – because Nick Chubb is not the same as those other guys, you know? So yeah. I guess we'll see what happens. But I think you're still fine starting Jerome Ford this week. After that, though, kind of have to just see what happens. Um, let's talk about Thursday night uh, injury. Saquon Barkley has officially been ruled out. Really weird injury situation there because after their game on Sunday, he told reporters 
yeah, I got a sprained ankle. I'm going to be out like three to four weeks. And then Brian Dable the next day goes, yeah, he's game time decision for Thursday. He might play, which just came out of nowhere. Um, officially ruled out for this game. Is anyone in the Giants' backfield, Matt Breida, Gary Brightwell, Eric Gray, or any of these guys um, um, add on in free agency? An ad? Yes. Well, I like Breida the most, but I don't like any of them that much. Yeah. yeah. I saw you liked, uh, you picked up Gray. I picked up Gray just because I had, like picked up Zonovan Knight as a meme, and then I was like, okay, I probably should like <laughs> pick up a guy like that maybe has a chance. I basically only picked up Gray in case he goes off, so I just like have him. Yeah. yeah. But I don't like think he's going to go off by any means. I think Breida's the pickup. It's this week especially is is really tough for Saquon going down. They play the Niners, who has an elite defense. I just I think that is going to get really out of hand. Especially they're going to be put in a position where they're not going to want to run the ball a lot. Yeah. Um, and then after this week, it kind of turns into the question of if Saquon almost played this week, is he going to be good to go next week? Have and a ten he, day rest. If yeah. he is good to go next week, obviously he's the guy. And it just kind of turns into a waiting game at that point. Right, and that's that's where I don't think it. Like, if you have a high waiver pick, I don't think it's worth no. it. No, and it's probably like I don't know who they play next week, but I just after Danny Dimes had a good game, I think if they're gonna go to anybody to run the ball, it's probably gonna be him now that Saquon's out. Yeah, he could vulture touchdowns in the red zone. I just I don't think it's really worth it. Like, if you like, if he's there after your waiver's clear, just pick him up. Yeah. yeah, there's no reason not to, but I don't. I, that's why I'm saying about Jerome Ford. He's definitely the best this week. Cause For I, sure. I don't know if there's anybody else. And Brita low key could be second. Like, yeah, and that's yeah. how. Like, there there really isn't any yeah. top waiver guys. Yeah, I think that this is. We're most likely going to see like a committee situation out of New York, and also how like how likely is it that New York is just down twenty one to nothing by the second quarter and they're not going to be running the football anyways. You know, yeah. Brita yeah. could maybe get some receiving work he kind of has in the past and his. Him and Brian Dable were together in Buffalo, so you know they are familiar with each other, familiar offenses. But yeah, I don't think I like. You don't have to pick up any of these guys. I'm no. being honest. Like you said, if they're there after your waivers clear, sure. Like I, I picked up Gray strictly because he's like he's the rookie there. Like maybe they decide to give him the ball to see what he can do. Um, but I'm not confident in him by any means. I just picked him up in case he goes crazy. Then I can just like try and trade him to whoever has Saquon. So that's yeah. basically my strategy there. Um, next injury. This one could be, this one could be detrimental to multiple fantasy players. And it's the Joel Burrow lingering calf injury. The injury that held him out of most of training camp. He returned right at the end of preseason. And apparently this injury just has not gone away. And it's kind of just gotten slid under the rug by Zach Taylor and the rest of the staff. Burrow said it. He said, yeah, this has been bothering me all year. And it's, he's, he's coming questionable into the Monday night game against the Rams. Um, but this affects T Higgins. This affects Jamar Chase, who already has been underperforming and this affects Joe Mixon, but I don't know in what kind of way. So what, what does the Joe Burrow injury mean? If this is a real thing? Um, it's difficult to say, cause obviously we're coming off a, a week where T Higgins just put up a lot of points. Um, and like you said, Jamar has been underperforming how much that has to do with Burrow or the way that teams are just playing them right now is, is tough to say. As far as Joe Mixon goes, I don't think it hurts him as much as the receivers. Obviously, it just kind of takes away from the potency of the offense. Mm. They're not going to score as much if this really affects Burrow, like he says it might. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, 
I don't I don't really know what to do with Jamar at this point. Uh, he's still Jamar Chase. You have to start him. You know, he's he's gonna be one of those receivers that could go for thirty at, at any given time, but he just has got a slow start to the year. So right, it's tough too because you you clearly see what the floor is even with Burrow there. And that's not really where you want the floor to be with the second overall guy taken in a draft. Yeah. Especially yeah. when Jets floor, he hasn't scored a touchdown yet this year, and he's, he's averaging 25. 25. Yeah. Exactly. So, and McCaffrey clearly is, like, going uh-huh. ballistic. So it's it's tough, and you don't like seeing – like, that's the floor with Burrow, a hurt Burrow. What's the floor with whoever the backup yeah, is? With, uh, yeah, with – I just saw who their backup is. I can't remember. It's obviously someone not very good. And, like, he could get hyper-targeted, which you hope, I guess, in fantasy, but – I don't know. I think I think if Burrow goes down, they're gonna double Jamar, and like make T Higgins be make the quarterback and T Higgins make plays. Beat them. Yeah, yeah. Like, like that's a, that's a smart strategy to take in my. Here's opinion. a viable question in the ten man league. This doesn't really apply in twelve man because you just there's just not enough guys. I have T Higgins. Joe Burrow ruled out Monday night. Is is it like a real question mark to to continue to start T Higgins going into Monday night or do I bench him for? Like I have like Terry McLaurin on my bench. Like like do I start Terry McLaurin over T. McLaurin plays Buffalo, correct? The yes. I think he's still just like a guy in that it doesn't like specifically have to be him though, just like yeah. any guy like in that range. Like is it do you actually like is it like you're starting T. Higgins no matter what, basically is what I'm asking. Like even if Burrow doesn't play, like do you still just trust that T. Higgins like it could have touchdown potential still and everything? Yeah. I think you trust it for now. Um and then until you really see what the, the backup can bring in. Um, I personally wouldn't really feel comfortable starting like a Terry McLaurin over him as of right now. It would feel kind of wrong. It would. Yeah. Especially if he goes off like he did last week and you just kind of feel like, right. you know, that was the move and you didn't do then it. Then he gets yeah, zero. That's, that's yeah. the worry Like, is that he does good. You don't start him and you lose. Especially and on Monday. You yeah. just feel dumb. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. And Terry has like seven and a yeah. half. There's certain it's matchup to matchup like a guy that I got, like I think Mike Williams has a Great chance this week, yeah. Just because of the matchup against the Vikings, so it's just guy to guy to me. I think, I think pretty pretty much for everybody, they're probably gonna start him. Yeah, I think I like I I would think so for the most part. It's it's definitely like a bit of an overreaction, um. But that kind of you know like we can I, I know we're in the injury part right now, but I I do kind of want to talk about Jamar Chase, so we might as well do it while we're here. Like what if you are a Jamar Chase owner? Like so far he has seventeen point two points in through two weeks of fantasy. He's projected 19.6 this week. So can I throw you guys a little a predicament that I'm in in one of my leagues? I have Jamar Chase. I have Mike Evans. I have Puka Nakua. And I have Amon Ross St. Brown. I'm seriously debating starting Mike Evans or Puka Nakua over Jamar Chase right now. That is... That is so hard. It is. It's really tough, and obviously, it's a little. It's a little less hard because Amon Ra's having some injury right. issues Didn't right practice. now too. But all three of those guys have outscored Jamar Chase every single week. What do you think? I don't really know what I would do. Um, like who you bench? Oh, that's so hard for it Jamar. Is. Oh, for you, who you? Yeah. Bench? Like out of those four. Oh, uh, I would bench Mike Evans, and I just not. I close the book on it, and I don't think about it. Just like see, yeah, just not even check fantasy. <laughs> I just like, I just be like yeah. oh, that's the smart thing to do because right. I think like to me Jamar is the I know like bro could like this could be all year but like if you're in a if you're two zero he's probably the best guy to target I've been targeting yeah. him I've been offering kind of crazy things that I probably shouldn't be 
because I just want him. I I, I see brighter days. Trey don't want to trade him. Yeah, like what did you offer him? Just I offered him uh, T Higgins, and I offered him T Higgins. It, it made didn't really make sense because I it was mixing too. It was T Higgins, Mixon, and Javante before I traded Javante for Jamar, uh, which is a him, lot. I offered him Waddle and Zach Moss, which is decent. Yeah, and I I told him I would do Keenan or Devonta straight up, which was. I don't know if I would have done Devonta Smith straight up. I don't know how I feel about yeah. him. I think he's a good, like, if you're in a good spot, I think he's a good guy to try and go get, though. Yeah, I think so, too, for sure. I think he's, like, an amplified version of T. Higgins where, like, it's Jamar Chase. If you bench him and he does Jamar Chase things, you're going to feel so dumb that yeah. you just, like, even considered bringing him off the, the squad. No, yeah, that's it was T. Higgins, Madison, and Javante. That was my offer to him, which I feel like... Like I thought he yeah, would consider that, offer. but like is like even T Higgins for Jamar Chase straight up. Like you probably don't do it if you have Jamar Chase because it's just yeah. they're on the same team. Yeah. But like, I mean, T Higgins putting up zero week one definitely makes things like a little bit tricky there. But yeah, like you're in a tough spot with Jamar because if you like, especially with the Burrow injury, like because before this Burrow injury news came out, it's like okay, you can't trade Jamar because his value's so low. Like you, you have to just ride it out. Mm-hmm. But now that Burrow's hurt, it's like oh, like could it get worse than this? You know, yeah. like could he could he lower to the six range? Like then it becomes very difficult to try and justify whether or not you trade him. I think if you do own Jamar, you just gotta decline all offers. Yeah. Unless you get the ultimate bag. Yeah, I think it's such a tough spot because you have to think. A guy with Jamar probably isn't two and zero. Yes. Yeah. So it's like they kind of are desperate. Yeah. Is is Jamar not going to be good until week eight? Like seriously, like is Burrow not going to be fully healthy? Right. Let's say he misses three weeks. Like that's he probably won't. But like he could. You got to win some weeks to make the playoffs. Like I think Jamar. Like let's look at this. Let's look at Jamar's schedule and like fantasy playoffs. Yeah, that's a good point. So that's that's the other thing. While Ivan's looking. Okay. See, up. like like I like like week seventeen is going to be the championship for a lot of people, plays the Chiefs. It's the kind of guy, if you make it, you kind of want to have, in my opinion. Right. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> they play they play Arizona in week five and Seattle in week six. I think he'll probably, like by week seven, that's their buy. I that think seems like the he'll time. He'll be in a lot better of a place. I'd hope he'll so. He'll probably be averaging like 16, 17. But if you have Jamar and you lose this week and you're 0-3, like – do you have to consider trading him for multiple pieces? You know, like I think yeah. you definitely yeah. have to at least try mm-hmm. maybe listen to offers. You don't got to shop him by any means, but it's just, it's tough because like you said, if you're Owen two, Owen three, you get put into a position where like you have to sell him for less than you drafted. Him yeah. At. I think in that, that league I took him either th- third or fourth in the first round. And it's like, he's definitely not going to get that right no. now. And how much like trust do you have in him to, to get that, at least recover some of that value. Right. I think you know? it's very similar to the Garrett Wilson situation. Yeah, there's except definitely Garrett Wilson wasn't higher. drafted third overall. Yeah, and there's a lot higher, but the Jamar has better chance yeah, of getting saying. back yeah. to it, in my opinion. For sure, definitely does. It's so tough. Yeah, I, I'm, I don't own Jamar in not, any leagues. There's not an answer to the question, in my opinion. I think you just have to wait. Yeah. And, and hopefully Burrow just plays through this and, and finds him more. Um, okay, let's get through some more of this uh, this injury report here. These ones are less important. Some Lions injury news. Uh, David Montgomery is questionable. He told reporters after the game that he was going to miss multiple weeks. And then Dan Campbell in his press conference yesterday said, yeah, Montgomery's day-to-day. What's up with these coaches? Just like yeah. the running backs are like, yeah, man, I need some weeks to <laughs> heal. And they're like, nope, you might play. 
Um, so he is day to day with a thigh injury. I would say it's more than likely that he doesn't play this week. Um, and then Amonra St. Brown is questionable with, I think turf toe, like Dan Campbell got asked today if it was turf toe and he like didn't say yes, but like he basically said, yeah, it is, which like, isn't great. That's not like a good injury to have by any means. Um, so basically what I'm saying is what does this mean for like Jameer Gibbs and potentially like is Josh Reynolds, like an, an auto start if Amon Ross St. Brown don't play this week. Um, this is, this is an odd situation because I think the lions are like pretty well off as far as offensive weapons go. David Montgomery being out Jameer Gibbs full go. I think he's, he's going to be, be a horse for them. Um, as far as the receivers go, it's a little more tricky because Amon Ross, obviously the one there. Um, but Khalif Raymond, Josh Reynolds, I mean, those yeah. dudes can get the job done. I think either one of them kind of, I don't, I don't think they'll, they'll both go crazy. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of, you take your pick of the two and you have a 50, 50 shot. Yeah. Ivan, you're a Jameer Gibbs owner. How, how confident are you going into this week? If Dave Montgomery doesn't play, I'm confident, but I don't have like super high expectations. Yeah. I think, um, <clears throat> I don't think he's going to be playing more than 60% of the snaps. I agree. Like, and I don't think he's going to have the goal line. I don't think he's going to jump into the Montgomery role. Like, I think they've made it very clear that they don't want him carrying the ball 15 times in a game. No. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's just, I just don't think it's going to ever happen this year. It might, like, towards the end, but. Yeah, like, yeah. maybe, like, he's just never going to be. I didn't draft him to be that guy. Yeah. He's going to have huge games because he's going to. Like, he hasn't had one yet, but he will bust a 60-yarder. Exactly. Whether it's a pass or a run, he's so fast. And, like, he uh, add that to his seven catches that he exactly. got last game. The, he yeah. Had, yeah, like, the, he had the team high nine targets. Uh-huh. So, he's he's a must-start to me every week until it's just, like, three weeks in a he row. He has major three boom potential every carries. week. Yeah. 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 I mean, being the biggest, being the Amon Ra might be limited, you have to start him. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that I, I personally, like, just from being a Lions fan, like, I can guarantee you Craig Reynolds and Zonovan Knight will have more carries together than Jameer Gibbs will have mm-hmm. on Sunday, which, like, that's going to upset a lot of people on Twitter, especially Jameer Gibbs fantasy owners that aren't Lions fans and the Lions fans that are, like, super pissed off, like, oh, we took Jameer Gibbs in the first round to give him the ball four times a game. Like, yeah. you know, just those people who are Twitter GMs. Um. Yeah, like Craig Reynolds is gonna get a, a hefty amount of carries on. Sunday. I wouldn't be shocked if Craig has the highest carry count. And I look like I think like, he probably will. I think if you are desperate for a running back start, like desperate, mm-hmm. Craig Reynolds, I think like has a good shot just to get it in the end zone. And I think that like I think he'd get you ten. I, I don't like, know if he's. I gonna. like Craig Reynolds more than Breda this week. Yeah, I I mm-hmm. totally agree. Hundred yeah. percent. That's a good line. I like him more than we didn't talk about. Um, these guys in the waiver ads, but any Saints running backs, yep. I like him more than them. Those are like the big teams right now. Yeah, is like the Saints and the Giants. Yeah, because they're they're obviously lost. They, yeah, they lost their running, running backs. Back. So yeah, I think Craig could definitely like if you are if you absolutely need a running back this week, I think you could start him. But we'll see. Maybe I mean I think Zonovan Knight is better than Craig Reynolds, but Craig Reynolds has been on the team for years, and he like they talk about him how he's a great blocking running back, so that's why he probably will get more reps. Um, but I Zonovan Knight is just such a cool name too. Like Bam I, Zonovan Bam, dude. Like that's <laughs> just awesome. Um, you just brought it up, but Jamal Williams, um, he's not listed as out yet, but he has a zero projection, and it kind of just sounds like he's not going to play. Uh, hamstring injury on Monday night, which is unfortunate because obviously Alvin Kamara's already out. 
but their rookie Kendra Miller is going to make his season debut this week and also Tony Jones Jr. rushed in two touchdowns but you kind of already said you don't really feel confident in either one of those guys this week yeah I think if I had picked one I'd be Kendra Miller yeah but yeah I mean it's their dire throws to me yeah for sure like you said two touchdowns last week for Tony Jones can't really rely on either one of them to yeah. to get you a solid production, especially because this is a one week thing. Yeah, Kamara's like back after this week, and also if Jamal Williams like miss it, like goes on IR or something, like Kamara, dude, like how high is that stock? You know, like yeah, he wasn't very good last year. That's yeah. the like, problem. And to me, Jamal wasn't there. So to me, I think Kamara is like the Gibbs thing we just talked about. Yeah, they're not going to use him. They're going to use him a little more than Gibbs probably, but I just don't really think he's going to ever be the workhorse. Yeah, that's true. It is nice because it's not like he's like coming back from like an injury or anything. Yeah. Yeah. So they're not. They probably don't have to like work him in or anything. But there probably is a good shot he gets a lot of goal line carries though. Probably like, just because he's he's still a good goal mm-hmm. line back. Kamara's been a weird running back ever since like he's kind of like came onto the scene. He's had games where he has six carries and ten receptions. Or he's had games where he has 18 carries yeah. and, and three receptions. And then gets in the end zone a bunch of times. Yeah. yeah. So. That's how I think that's what, how I feel Gibbs is going to be. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's just like very the unpredictable. Yeah. Like, what? It's just game script. Like Players like that, I've, yeah, they just use them how they need them in the moment in the game. Mm-hmm. I, and, yeah. And that's why they have Montgomery because they know what they're getting from him on a, on a week to week basis. Exactly. Um, okay. Only a few other ones. We kind of touched on Austin Eckler already. So. We don't have to talk about that. Uh, Christian Watson may be returning for the, or maybe starting for the first time this season. Um, Jalen Waddle concussion. Um, I mean, there's not really any like things that come from that. Like mm-hmm. Tyreek Hill, obviously you're, you're starting him. You're not going to start Trent Sherfield or Braxton Berrios. So like, yeah. it just kind of sucks if yeah. he doesn't play, you know? Um, I think this is kind of an important one. Anthony Richardson uh, is still in being in concussion protocol. He's a guy that maybe you start at quarterback eventually, and, and maybe you start him this week because he got off to a really good start this week. But I think it does affect Zach Moss a lot if Anthony Richardson plays or not. Mm-hmm. Because Zach Moss like wasn't going off until Gardner Minshew came in the game and they started feeding him, and Moss had a huge game. So I think that that plays a huge consideration into his... Because he's a starter, I think, if Richardson doesn't play. Yeah. So are you do you currently have him starting or no? No. Or wait, Aaron Jones is... Is he back this week? Oh, uh, he didn't. I have him he written down at the he bottom. He didn't practice today. Yeah, yeah. And Christian Watson did. So, so here's: he, Do you start AJ Dillon or Zach Moss this week? Like, in a world where Aaron Jones doesn't play, who do the Packers play? Um, they play. Indiana plays Baltimore, I think. Green Bay plays. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't think of it at the moment. Seth's checking for us. The Green Bay Packers play the Saints. Okay. Saints have a, not a lot of touchdown this season in two games. <laughs> but they've played two like subpar offenses, but still. Yeah. The Packers are a subpar offense. So. Yeah, what's the question, Dylan or who? Dylan or Moss. Moss plays With Baltimore. Richardson out? With Richardson and Jones out. Like, both of the guys uh, they need out are out. Yeah. I probably would start Moss. Yeah. It like going into last week, you'd definitely say Dylan, but yeah. Dylan didn't look very good. It's one of those things that Dylan will do better. Oh it. yeah, probably. Like, you feel more confident starting Moss, I would say. Now, if, now if Richardson plays, then it's a different story. You know, I think yeah. that Moss will still be like the main back in that offense, but it's just how how much is Anthony Richardson taken away from him? Mm-hmm. You know, which he could he's gonna take away he's a lot. gonna be like a volume play every week. In my yeah, opinion. I think so too. Um, and then like the only other one like that I have written down here is Kenneth Gainwell. Like 
like if he returns, like do you does that do you lose your confidence in DeAndre Swift? Because he obviously Swift just dominated in that game against Minnesota. So, but Gainwell was totally outcarried him in Week One. Like I hate that whole situation yeah. if you have any of those guys. But if Gainwell plays this week, like do you start Swift? I feel like you kind of have to still, right? Yeah, I think Swift kind of commanded uh, his respect with the game last week. Uh, maybe the first week he was there, he was still a little shaky. They didn't really trust him. I think that's kind of out the window right now. They've got the best offensive line, arguably, in football. And Swift went crazy last week. I think yeah. that was his highest rushing yards ever. Uh, yeah, game. it was. Yeah, mm-hmm. so. I agree. I don't know. Yeah. I think a big part of me just thinks they just did – Week one, they just wouldn't have gone out there like they did with Gainwell, and then not like and it, like a one week off isn't going to take them out of that script. Yeah, like he's been there for years, like a few years, right? Uh-huh. I don't know. I think they could use Gainwell like more because like in previous seasons he's like been used a lot as a receiver. Like yeah. like last season he didn't get much run action at all. He just was used as a receiver a lot. So I could see that, and then just but Swift is a like kind of a receiving back too. So. I don't know. That's a weird situation. I think this week will tell a lot. But if Gainwell doesn't play, Swift is an obvious start, like yeah. for sure, mm-hmm. if you have him. Um, okay, we can do a quick waiver ads here, but we've kind of brought up like almost every guy. Um, like for me, like Jerome Ford was at the top of the list. I talked about Josh Reynolds already. I think he's a must add for the Lions. Um, even Craig Reynolds. I have one guy, but I think that you you might have him. So I'm gonna like wait. Okay. Yeah. Do you want me to go then? Sure. Yeah. Um. The guy that I think you're talking about is Tank Dell. It is Tank Dell. I picked him. I picked him up. Is that what I was you said gonna? That? I was gonna pick him up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he had ten targets last week, and their number two receiver, obviously Nico Collins, right. or is Robert Woods there? Woods is there, and he's projected like ten something. But I don't know if Woods would be considered their wide receiver too. Anyways, their other receiver that they had starting is on IR mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. and so obviously he commanded a lot of targets last week. I think he could be a pretty good streaming option. I wouldn't. Set your hopes too high. He's definitely like not starting for you. No, but, but he's just like a he's a good stash. stash. Yeah, I'm just think so. have. What about you, Ivan? You got any other waiver uh, ads for this week? I think Tutu Atwell should be rostered in every yeah. league. Yeah, he's like he was like below fifty. I think I think he was about fifteen percent. Yeah, I think he was. Too. And he was the one that I'm. He probably like after Cup comes back, he definitely will not be in that role because Puka's gonna go to that role in my opinion. Which is still nine targets or whatever. Definitely, yeah. But I think Tutu will be good for the next few weeks. Yeah, I like that pick as well. Um, yeah, Tank Dell was like the only other guy that I had on here that wasn't uh, the other guys I said. Do you guys have any other guys, like any any waiver guys that you're looking at? I've got one. Um, Adam Thielen, 11 targets, 20 points last week. Maybe could be settling into a role there on that offense where he feels comfortable and they kind of give him the ball more. But, again can't really count on anything there yeah it's, it's just, a tough offense it's a good stash to definitely maybe, a good guy to roster if he emerges as a clear-cut number one receiver then yeah i won't because i hate him so <laughs> would you would you rather have Thielen all year or mingo because to me like mingo's a rookie yeah and i just think he, it's one of those things where the rookie just slowly gets more and more yeah into the offense yeah so i i think that's that's the only thing holding me back from Thielen. and Bryce i think Young's hurt now apparently the one that's that's it's tough that. Bryce Young is? Yeah. Yeah. The thing that's tough is, like, with Bryce Young being a rookie quarterback, you can sometimes count on, like, rookies just leaning heavily on, like, a veteran mm-hmm. presence, you know? Um, Thielen has obviously been doing it for a long time. So, yeah. I, I, I don't know I which agree. one. I don't know which one I would like more 
maybe Mingo long run for sure. I don't know. I, but, I think it might be Thielen. They went to him. They scored a touchdown. They needed yeah. a two-point conversion. He went right back to him. Yeah. So if, if if Thielen settles in as the wide receiver one there, yeah, I'd I'd be comfortable with that. But yeah. neither one of them I don't think you consider for a start in the next couple Yeah, no. Weeks. I don't think you're like rushing <laughs> so, to the waivers to pick no, either of these guys no. up. Um, okay. I think that can take us into – the funnest segment of the show, and that is boom or bust picks for week three. Like I said, last week I went 0 for 4. Ivan went 1 for 4, and Seth went 2 for 4. But now that we got a week under our belts, like it's time to knock these picks out of the park. I hope we all go 4 for 4 Me too. and just look like freaking geniuses. It's really here. funny that you said that because this was so tough. This yeah. Week. <laughs> no, it actually is funny I said that because I am going to go 4 for 4. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, who wants to start? Like you, Yeah, you said. The projections are weird this week, man. I you start. You're starting. Do you guys want to do the booms and then the busts? You can go however you'd like. All right. Um, my first boom of the week is Jordan Addison. Okay, back to back. That was him last week. Right. It? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Jordan Addison. He's projected ten point nine. Uh, they are playing the Dolphins. I think it'll be the highest scoring game of the, this week. And yeah, I just. I think he's gonna have a good week. I think it is very safe to say that all of us will have a player picked from that game to boom this week. I don't know about you, but it just seems like the boom game for sure. So, Seth, who is your first boom and or bust? Oh, it's so tough. I've got a lot of names written down here. <laughs> I go with the strategy of I write down like eight and I just kind of pick them on the spot. Right. I'm gonna go with a bust. I'm gonna go Joe Mixon. Projected 16.7 going against my Rams. Okay. God, that would suck so I know. bad. Sorry. But, yeah, like we said, is. Burrow being hurt, he hasn't really done a whole lot. I can see it. Yeah, I, I, I definitely, like, I think Mixon has a high projection this week, too. Um, The Rams defense has been good against back so far. I mean, I guess McCaffrey. McCaffrey That's McCaffrey, He's though. a little bit different. They did good against Kenneth Walker, so... Yeah, it just it depends on with Burrow. I really don't know if that is good or bad for Mixon. I really yeah. I really can't figure it out. Okay, my first one, I'm going with the Homer pick. I I try not to pick guys on my own squad to boom because it just seems like kind of messed up. That's the thing though. Seth picked guys on his squad and guys and it worked. And last week he picked guys to bust that he was playing against and it kind of worked, <laughs> which is a crazy eggs in the basket play. I was it, just it worked, putting it yeah. out there and hoping the universe sent that it was back crazy, my way. dude. That like that could have totally backfired. <laughs> I'm going Stefan Diggs boom this week. Stefan Diggs has a projection of 16.6. Feel like that's a little bit low key disrespectful yeah. for Stefan Diggs. Agree. Um, you know, he's I think that Washington um the last the first two weeks, they allowed Mike Williams or like in their first two games, Mike Williams and Marvin Mims to or not Mike Williams, Mike Evans and Marvin Mims multiple deep balls in that game. Yeah, I know Gabe Davis is like the deep ball guy, so I kind of thought about him. But I'm playing against Gabe Davis, and I have Diggs. <laughs> also, Diggs went 7-for-7 seven seven on his targets last yeah. week, and I think he's just going to get more than seven targets. They were yeah. blowing out the Raiders. I think this Washington game is going to be a really good game. Um, Washington's front seven dominates the run, so I think that Josh Allen's going to be scrambling, looking for his guy a lot. I think Diggs, 
gets me 21.6 this That's week. a great boom pick. Thank you. I think that projection is just... It seems it's very low, gross, right? It's like I think eighteen, like yeah. minimum projection. What did he do wrong? What, what like what? <laughs> like, last, yeah, what like Jamar's wrong? projected nineteen. I'm just exactly, saying. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Maybe no, I thought that those. was weird. Diggs like, didn't or... have the greatest week. I think he had like fourteen, but like seven for seven though. Like, exactly. He's... Yeah. Like, what if he had eleven targets? Like yeah. he yeah. normally does. You know. Like, I don't know. I thought that was definitely a bit uh, disrespectful. But go ahead with another pick, Ivan. Um, I'm gonna get my last. Uh... Should we go, wait? Did you go bust? He went bust. I went boom, and you went boom. I'm gonna get my other boom out of the okay. way. I've got a Laporta boom. Ooh. He's projected nine. I think Amon Ra's limited. If he if he goes, Laporta booms. I like that pick a lot, actually, dude. Laporta, you know he has the he broke the record last week for most receptions in the first two games of a career from a tight end ever in, in NFL <laughs> history, not That's just crazy. Lions history. It's only ten receptions. But, like, rookie tight ends just, like, don't be doing it like that. So, yeah, Laporta looks really good after the catch, man. He had those two plays where he just, like, just broke through everybody. Like, and that's kind of what he was coming out of college. So, yeah, I think that Laporta definitely could be, like, the safety blanket for Goff this week. um, If, especially if Amonrod doesn't play. So, Seth, give us a boom and or bust. It's funny that Ivan brought up the, my strategy for last week, picking my guys to boom. Uh, I'm going to go right back to it this week. <laughs> Honestly, same kind of almost same scenario you've got. I'm going C.D. Lamb projected 16.2. He's booming against the Cardinals. Danny Dimes yeah. just carved him up in the second half. Dallas's defense is on point right now. There's no reason that he just can't go crazy. 16.2 was his projection you yeah. said? Okay. Just want to make sure I got that written down in case things change. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I like that pick. I mean, the he, he went off last week, right? Yeah. Yeah. So He's been real solid. I don't see why he – against a good defense. So, against a bad defense, could definitely see him uh, going crazy again. Okay. So, I have my first – I have one bus pick, like, locked in. And, I, and I'm and i thinking about, like, the other one. I have a couple options. By the way, I'm not picking this guy. Matt Breida will bust tomorrow night. <laughs> I just didn't feel like doing – doing him as yeah, a bust yeah. um he's projected 9.2 like he will bust i'm just calling that um but i'm not picking it i'm following up a pick that you had last week that didn't hit garrett wilson bust this week he's projected even more than he was last week at 14.3 this week playing against the new england defense who kind of held didn't hold tyreek but like did a solid job um against the pass they had a nice scheme too, and I think yeah. they're gonna come with that kind of like a like a specific scheme to take away boom the one guy exactly, that scored yeah. on hey, Zach the Wilson, Cowboys. Try to throw to Randall Cobb. Yeah, like you know <laughs> we'll see. You know so, I and they the Patriots ha- haven't done very good against the run so far this year. Um, because they've I think they've been trying to they played against two elite passing offenses. So I mean this week they might try something different. But like you said. They're clearly going to try and take him out of this game and make Zach Wilson beat him with his other weapons. Weapons. So I think (laughs) 9.3 from Garrett Wilson is so likely this week, like less than that. Um, Especially, like if he doesn't get a touchdown, he is not getting to 9. That's my prediction for that. So if he does get a touchdown, he's just going to score a touchdown. Oh, yeah, he probably will, and it'll hurt. Uh, But I'm, I'm following up with you, though, on the Garrett Wilson bus pick. It is funny, like his two touchdowns, like each week are just freak touchdowns. I know, like that catch week one, and then just a bomb week two. <laughs> it's crazy. All right, Ivan, give us your first bust pick. Uh, my first bust this week is Brian Robinson. Ooh, Seth. 
He's projected 12.9. Um, seeing what the Bills just did to Josh Jacobs, I just could see a bust here. I think he's had a great start to the air, and I think he's going to have to even it out. And I think this kind of a matchup is a matchup that he evens that, that scoring out. Yeah. So, yeah. I do think a guy like Brian Robinson is just not like he just is going to have weeks where he gets like five. Like it'll just happen. Um, but he has been involved in the past game more than I thought, which is kind of like something, I guess. Because um, like Gibson apparently like just doesn't exist again, which is hilarious. Um, okay, Seth, what do you what are you going here? A boom or bust? I've got Brian Rutnard. <laughs> I actually do have him on here as a as one of my boom picks potentially. Oh, I'm in a tough spot right that here. That would be crazy if we. Ever I'm not had, super confident in the bust. If we had it's ever just... intertwined, no, the bust picks are so hard this yeah, week, dude. After watching are. what the Bills just did to Josh Jacobs, like that's Josh Jacobs. That's not Brian Robinson. <laughs> that ain't the number three back in fantasy. I've got Bijan on here for a bust too. I don't know. If we're dude, I thought I'm about no, he's, he's got quite the hot. dude. Low key, I thought about it because the Lions have been pretty good against the run. They've been great against. Them. Yeah. yeah, and. But also, they haven't played the Atlanta Falcons, and their no. whole scheme is we're going to run the ball 45 times <laughs> no matter what, even if it's not working. Yeah. So that's why I kind of think, like, Bijan is probably still safe to get, like, 15. But, yeah, I thought I definitely thought about the Bijan bust. Instead, I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to go with a different bust route. I'm going to go James Conner, projected 13.5, playing Dallas. He's busting this week. like that one. I am a fan of that one as well. Yeah, 13, 13 for Conner. Seems a bit high, especially with, you know, what they did to the Jets last week. No yeah. back was getting any work in that offense. What was his projection? 13-5. Okay. And want to know what's funny about that. I have James Conner on my list, and I'm debating if I should still use him or not because I have my two backups. I think I'm going to I think I'm going to wait. I think I'm going to wait and make a decision and get my final bust or boom out of the way here, and then I'll make a decision on that. Um, my final boom is... Mike Williams going against the Minnesota Vikings, projected 13.8. Wanted to do Keenan here, but I just feel like the deep ball is just good. Like, that Vikings secondary is so depleted. And Keenan is still going to, like, have a great game for sure. But, like, Mike Williams, he just has those games where he'll get you 120 with a touchdown or two. And I just think this screams that. Yeah. And the projection's way different. It's, yeah, it's yeah. Keenan's projected swing. like 16 or 17, yeah. right? Um, so it's a big swing. Exactly. Where Mike like Williams it. projected 13.8. Like, I think you could guarantee a 60 to 80-yard game out of Mike Williams and hopefully a touchdown as well. Um, and he kind of is a guy where in smaller leagues, in 10-man leagues, he might be on your bench. So I think that you do have to make the decision to start him this week uh, for sure. Final pick here for Ivan. Who are you going to go with? This is a spicy one. Uh, I'm going to keep targeting these elite receivers to bust. I got Olave bust. Ooh, okay. It's projected 15.5. They're playing the Packers. I think Jair will be on him the whole game. And I think it's going to be the Jair Jets game two of last year. Yeah. I think he's going to shut him down. I think Definitely could be. Jair likes to pick a guy to shut down. I think it's... I think it's set in stone already. I like that pick. And Michael Thomas like has been pretty target heavy so and far this what's season. What's his name? Yeah, Rashid Shahid. Yeah, like my that's my second favorite name in the NFL behind Zonovan <laughs> Knight. Um, okay, Seth, what is you rounding it up here with your last boom pick? My last boom pick. Does it have to be a boom pick? It does have to be a boom pick. Dang. We we did make the decision of two and two. Okay, 
Dude, so am I do three busts? I, know, I, would, I would hate doing three busts, dude. I can't even barely uh, get two. You guys want to hear I was going to pick for a bust, too? Oh. I was going to go Devontae Adams. <laughs> Your own guy? Yeah. I thought about doing that. 20 points against Pitt. It's just tough. 20, dude, he, yeah, him having a 20 projection is a bit wild. Yeah. Um, okay. Last boom pick. I'm going to go Darren Waller Ooh. against San Fran. Thursday tough defense. Night. Projected 11.1. Saquon's out. I think they're gonna have to have a safety valve on that offense, and and hopefully it's him. And I don't think he's got a touch. Or no, I think he got a touchdown last week. Actually, I can't remember. But Not if he sure. hasn't, he's due. He'll, yeah, he'll get a touchdown here at some point. So yeah, I could see that with Darren Waller. That's uh, are you guys have the first tight end picks? Oh no, you had Mike Mark Andrews last week. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've been keeping it quite consistent. Like all three of my picks have been wide receivers. I want to like, I thought about the quarterbacks, but it's just hard with the quarterbacks, man. Cause they're all just projected. Like, like Trevor Lawrence at 17 this week. Like, I feel like he's just going to get like 19, yeah. you know? So it's, it's hard. I thought about that. doing something real cheeky and picking like Jake Moody, the kicker for San Fran. <laughs> oh dude, that's not a bad he's one. He's averaging like 14. You, I, I dead ass looked at like defense numbers. Like Dallas was defense like, yeah, I was thinking Cardinals. about yeah. busting defenses. Like Dallas is projected like eight something against the Cardinals. Dude. <laughs> They're almost a guaranteed 15. That is like a guaranteed boom. Yeah. <laughs> okay. My last one. I do want to give a quick thing that I almost did. I almost did the Kyle Pitts boom. And I, li- I like actually did research on this. I was going to do it, but I felt way more confident in Diggs and Mike Williams. Um, last week, the Lions allowed 132 yards on nine catches to all the Seattle's tight ends. And they've just, they've historically been bad against tight ends. And Kyle Pitts is like better than those like, other tight ends in real life. But in fantasy football, he just like doesn't get the ball ever. So it's hard with him. But like, I, th- I think this could be a week where Pitts goes off, but I'm not picking him as a boom. Um, I'm not going to pick James Conner. I'm not going to pick Matt Breida. And Zach Moss was going to be the guy I went with, but I just don't, if Richardson doesn't play, like he's not going to boom bust. So I don't want to pick that now. I'm going with a guy in the same game that I already had picked earlier. James Cook bust this week going against Washington. I think that last week was a bit different because they just got to run the ball all over Las Vegas. And I kind of mentioned this in when I talked about digs, but Washington's front seven is dominant and they've been very good throughout their first two games. So I think that, they, unless James Cook gets a lot of receiving work, which he definitely could, I'm taking the route that he doesn't, and he ends up with 9.5. 14 and a half is high, but he had a really good week last week, so I'm not saying he can't get that again. It's not my favorite bus pick. I'll say I, I that. Like it. I'm not quite confident in it, um, but it's it's my fourth and final bus pick. So I can't believe nobody picked Kyron. 18, dude. He, 18, he but, scares but me, I think dude. that's a trap projection. Like, I think it almost makes you want to say he's not going to do that good and he's just going to get, like, 15 and a half. I feel like Kyron and Brian Robinson Jr. are, like, flip-flopped, but both, like, just as dangerous. Yeah. Because they're both, like, there's, like, it's just so scary picking both of them. One of them has to come down to earth eventually. That's the thing, though. Brian Robinson's projected 12 points. (laughs) Exactly, but he's he's averaging, like, 28. I know. Kyron actually wins the award for craziest projection of all time. 
not it's crazy. Okay, all, all season. It, it should be like 16 or 15. Right. Yeah. All the running back, like Pacheco got, has a 14 and a half projection. This I should have picked him as a boss. I didn't even think about that. I so feel I more confident I thought about it, that. but I think he's going to boom. Even like Javante and Madison both projected 14 and 14 and a half. Like, it's so hard to pick a guy like a running back like that to bust, though. Yeah. Because like they're going to probably end up with 10 just off of just like it's a long game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like They're going to catch a couple passes. Mm-hmm. It's so tough. That's like, like Brian Robinson needs to take a dump for me. Yeah. <laughs> Like, that, like seriously, he's projected yeah. twelve point nine. Yeah, yeah he need to get like seven. Yeah, yeah, he needs he needs to get like no catches and have just like he 50 needs to yards. just yeah, it needs to be what the Bills did to Jacobs. Yeah, overall. which could happen definitely. Um, anything else that we that we need to get off of our chest before heading into week three? No. All right. Well, thank you guys for watching. Um, good luck in your week three fantasy leagues, and we will see you next week. Peace.